Hey, welcome back to the Key Hire Human Capital for Small Business uh, live stream. My name is Corey Harlock. I'm happy to have you here with us today. Uh, in case you don't know Key Hire, we do human capital solutions for small businesses. Whether you need an entire human capital plan from an organizational chart, uh, we can backfill positions, we can upgrade leadership roles for you. And a large part of the work we do is creating uh, new positions for companies. So working with a business owner to to develop a new role in the company and then go out and acquire that position. Uh, today, uh, we have our first guest on. This is our second live stream. We have our first guest and we wanted to talk about a hot button topic. I think something that everyone is talking about, uh, diversity and inclusion. And, and the reason I think this is important is, you know, when I, when I talk to a lot of small business owners and we do start putting uh, a capital human capital plan together and we start talking about acquisition, Oftentimes they'll kind of lean over and whisper to me and say, you know, should we think about a diverse candidate for this position? Um, and so what I want to hope to do today is really demystify the, the, the world of diversity and inclusion. And to help us do that, uh, I have an expert with us, um, Shantae Eden, who I'm, I've gotten to know over the last little while, but this is really in her wheelhouse. This is what she does. So I thought, you know, we'll, we'll leverage the people we know in our network and bring in people who this is what they do. And you can get some really useful and actionable information from Shantae today. Now, Shantae said diversity and inclusion is truly about showing up as yourself, uh, as we were talking about doing this today. Uh, so hopefully that's what we're going to do. We're going to try to get through all the politics. We're going to try to get down in the dirt and really talk about what is diversity and inclusion at its lowest level. So I'd like to welcome uh, Shantae Eden to the live stream. There she is. Hey, Shantae. Hi, Hi, Corey. Did I get everything right? You did. You did. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thanks so much for being here. So let's just jump right in. You know, we have three questions we want to address with you today. Sure. So our first question is, and I kind of alluded to it, right? People kind of whisper, you know, hey, should we look at diverse candidates for this role? Um, help us and help small business owners understand what the rule book, what are we allowed to talk about? What aren't we allowed to talk about? How do we talk about things? What don't we talk about? You know, just give us a playbook around diversity and inclusion so we, we can start the conversation. I think it's just as you said, you at least need to talk about it. You know, anytime you're forming an organization or building out culture, you know, your people are the most important asset. So talk about diversity in the sense of, you know, embracing the differences that everyone brings to the table. And that means race, ethnicity, gender, experiences, background, I mean, the full dimension of oneself. Um, so that you can have the, the best team um, that's possible for your organization. And then when you think about inclusion, it's people just want to be valued and respected. They don't want to come into a culture where they have to conform. They want to be who they are and give their gifts and talents into that organization, which uh, research shows is good for the bottom line as well. So not only is it the right thing to do, it enables business performance. Right. And so if you're a business owner and your job is to make money and keep people employed, then it becomes the right thing to do as well. Definitely. But I, I want to go back to this. So give us some vocabulary. Give us some words. So um, and we said we were going to be non-political in this. So obviously, you know, I'm, I'm a white male and I understand. Uh, you know, by definition, what 
diversity and inclusion is. Uh, I haven't lived it. I hear about it. I see it. I, I, I try to introduce it to my clients, but, but it's on a different level than, than you or someone else. So help someone like me understand what are, what are the word, what, what are some of the terms, the words we're allowed to talk about? What's okay to talk about? What's not okay to talk about if we're going to get up here and, and, you know, maybe that's one of the reasons people don't want to do it because they're afraid to start the conversation because they, they, they don't want to insult someone or do it incorrectly. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, outside of being just completely outright offensive, there's no wrong way to talk about this, right? It's it's about leaders being curious to lean into this conversation and understand what diversity means for, for them and where they are in their journey. So again, diversity is just, is all of the things how you identify um, that makes you unique. So your your again your race, you know your background, your ethnicity, your culture, uh, nationality, all of those things. Uh, they're called really the dimensions of diversity that all of us have. And so be curious to lean into that conversation to educate yourself. I mean, there's a lot of material that's out there and research about it so you can feel informed when you're having the conversation. But there is nothing wrong with being curious and respectfully asking questions about, you know, how do I, you know, make my, I have a diverse workforce. What's that first step and talking to experts like yourself when you're doing hiring um, and having that, that conversation. And then again, inclusion is how do we, feel, you know, it's really hard to measure, feel, uh, do you feel valued? Do you feel respected? Do I feel like I can show up as my true self? Right. And then there's also probably an aspect of bias in here too, right? Um, That we have to at least acknowledge before we can overcome it. Absolutely. And um, if you don't know, I mean, everybody has a bias, right? And I can, let me honestly say, I have a a bias with women, right? Because I want to empower them, and so I'm aware of that. And so when I make hiring decisions, I, I have to consider that as well. And so I think, again, a part of learning and being curious is, again, learning where you are in your journey and what biases you might have. Um, and then put together, you know, as you're building out structures and processes, put together mechanisms to help you mitigate those biases because we know they exist. Yeah. And that's that's where where people like you and me come in because we can build, we can try to build a process that that we're never going to remove it, but we can minimize it and we can make bring awareness to it, right? And then we can have the conversation, but you're never going to remove the bias. I, I, I get that. That makes a ton of sense. Yeah. And I think it becomes, it, would you agree that at the end of the day, it, it, it's about getting out of your comfort zone, right? I got, I got to, I got to explore or, you know, this is my business and I'm used to hiring in a certain way. And now I got to get out of my comfort zone and, and do what I might perceive as something that's a, it's a risky or I'm not used to or is different than I've done in the past. Yeah. And it's um, so exactly. And we'll I think we'll talk about this later. But one of the things I tell leaders to do all the time is just be intentional with that. Right. So when you're hiring and promoting, you know, one, because we know bias exists, Um just, just as we, we know that for a yeah. fact. Then whether whether you admit it or not, right? There whether you admit it or not. And, and all of us, frankly. So it's to really be intentional about creating a diverse uh, workforce as well. And so one of the 
exercises that's really simple to do is what is called go-to mapping. So when you think about, um, I, I encourage everybody to do this, but we think about the you know three to five people that you always go to in your network and how diverse really are there. And, and if you think about we, when we hire, especially we tend to go to our network. Well, if your network is all like you, right. you're perpetuating the problem. Fair and enough, so yeah. that is an exercise that folks can do, um, again, just to be aware of what their close network is and to be intentional about looking for diverse hires. Yeah, just reach out to someone and say, hey, I would love to have you be part of my network because I need a, I need a new perspective. Absolutely. Cool. Okay, so if, I think... Question number one, thank you. That was great. So let's move on to question number two. And we wanted to talk about, you know, what's, uh, as you, I'll use your words, the business case for building diversity into your business, you know? So, um, you know, there you go. What are the benefits of having a diversity and inclusion program in your business? Yeah, like I mentioned, it's not, you know, not only the right thing to do. I mean, I, I think first and foremost, our teams and our suppliers, our partners um, should reflect the communities that we serve, right? So um, as a business owner, we're in the business of serving uh, others. And so that's the first thing to think about. But from a financial standpoint too, I mean, research shows that 30%, uh, you're 30% more profitable with the diverse workforce. You're 19% more uh, innovative um, and being able to generate additional revenue and then you're also more likely to retain your employees, which re- uh, you probably know this better than anybody, but just the cost of having to um, onboard uh, sure. uh, new, new employees. And so that's another oh, 30% more profitable. Yeah, there we go. So, happened, right. Instead of and you're getting it in retain retention. There you go. So it just makes financial sense um, as well. But in the end, it's about uh, about doing what's right. It's about it's about representation of the communities that we serve as business owners. So uh, let's dig into that one a little bit because I, I'm interested uh, to hear your thoughts on. You know, you said they're more innovative. Companies are more innovative and more profitable. Is that because you're getting different perspectives? People coming from different backgrounds have different ideas. Yes. Where is that generated from? Absolutely. When, if you think about if we, um, if I surround myself with people who look and think like I do, then we're not coming up with any additional ideas or experiences. That's all going to be the same. But if you, if you, if you're able to engage with people that have different experience, that's going to lend to different um, ideas. And then you create a space where they actually can give those ideas openly and foster those ideas into new products and services, then you're driving innovation, which you know could lead to new product or service that's driving that revenue up. So it's all about the different perspectives and experiences. That's cool. And as you were talking, I had the thought, right? So there's there's almost, I'm sure there's more, but it feels like there's like two steps of the process. Not only do you have to go outside your comfort zone to, to hire a diverse person, but then you have to give them the trust and the faith to listen to and, and act on the ideas they bring. It's not, it's not, I guess it's a step in the right direction to bring in diverse talent, right? But then if you're going to get all in, you got to be willing to listen to the ideas and understand where they come from and why, because they're, they're going to be generated from a different place than you're, you normally get them. 
Exactly, which is why diversity and inclusion has to go hand in hand. And we haven't talked about equity. Maybe that's another meeting, but but diversity and inclusion has to go hand in hand because if you hire diverse candidates, but they do not feel valued or respected where their ideas are being heard, then they won't stay. And then we're back to this attrition problem, right? Right. And so um, they have to go together and leaders have to be thinking about strategies that they do in tandem to create that space right. um, for employees. And, and I go a step further, right? Because you say we're back into the retention problem, but also, you know, I think you're into a reputation problem too, because people talk and I always tell my business owners, you know, reputation is your best recruiting tool. And if people are out there talking and, and um, not talking about the right things about your business, you know, that, that could hurt you in the long term if you really do then say, okay, we're going to get committed to this program. And then you go back in the market and people are like, no, no, I'm not, not interested. Thank you. Yeah, no, that's true. That yeah. is a true statement as well. Yeah. So, okay. Question number three, this is great. We know, we know how to talk about it. We can feel safe talking about it. Um, we know why we should do it now because heck, like you said, it, you know, it's, it, it's just the right thing to do. But I also say as a business owner, a lot of the people I talk to, you know, for them, uh, they feel a great uh, responsibility to their staff because they essentially are like a family to, to keep them employed and keep food on the table. Right. So for me, making more money is doing the right thing, too. When you say do the right thing, I think, yeah, like for humanity and for business. Right. Making right. money is doing the right thing if you're a small business owner. Um, so if they're if they're watching this right now and they're thinking this sounds great. I'm, I'm in. I want to give this a try. Uh, what can they do today to, to start implementing a diversity and inclusion program in their business? I would ask, um, you know, one, just like any other strategy that you have in your business, have a DEI strategy, no matter how simple it is. And if you think about your workforce diversity and being able to, uh, it, you know, really commit to it. It's about being intentional. So when you think about diversity, how do you attract and recruit a, a diverse candidate? And if you're not sure, then you talk to experts like you, Corey, and to find the right qualified candidate, but be intentional. So you don't end up years from now looking around the room and your leadership team looks exactly like you. Right. So that's the first thing. Um, and then the second thing is when you hire them, let them be who they are, which means, um, you know, again, what we talked about, creating a space for them to contribute their ideas. Um, if you think about the quote, I think it's from Steve Jobs that talks about it doesn't make sense to hire smart people and tell them what to do. Yeah, so don't do that. No, that's um, never a good idea. It doesn't matter who they are. <laughs> right, exactly. But instead, value and ex uh, value their experience, you know, create a space of acceptance and differences. And inclusion is a little bit different because, again, it's more about the softer side. But it's important for employee uh, today, especially to feel like they can come and contribute uh, to the purpose of the organization. So let me ask you, this is totally unscripted now. Yeah. If I'm putting if I'm a business owner and I'm putting an ad and I've decided I want to do diversity inclusion, I'm going to post an ad, which. I don't advocate posting ads, but if, if that's the, the the way you decide to go, is it okay for me to write? We are, you know, looking for a diverse candidate. Yeah. So, I am not an employee relations expert uh, or ethics and compliance, none of that. So I would not. But what I would do for the folks that are 
responsible for the um, recruitment is to look at a diverse slate of candidates, meaning make sure that you not only are receiving resumes from diverse candidates out of different sources, but you also are interviewing diverse candidates. And, and I would also say in a more objective way, so, so that you can, again, mitigate the biases. So maybe create a matrix, a hiring matrix of the key competencies yeah. that you're looking for um, in a rating scale. So it's easy to make sure that you're avoiding those biases. Yeah, you're measuring them on their experience and their skills and the culture fit versus their name or yeah. where they come from. Yeah. Cool. All right. So, Shantae, thank you so much. This has been awesome. Uh, I really appreciate it. You're awesome. Absolutely. Uh, so if anyone is out there uh, and wants to talk to you more about how to create their own diversity and inclusion program and learn about how to do this and, and you know, take it to the next step, how can how can they reach you? Um, the easiest way is uh, is LinkedIn, frankly. I'm very active on LinkedIn. Um, you can also check out my website, leadersedgeconsult.com and, and, and submit a message to me as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it. I know how busy you are. So I appreciate you taking this time out of your day to, to talk to us and help educate some people out there. All right, you too. Thanks, Corey. Appreciate yeah. you having me. Take yeah, care. my pleasure. Bye-bye. Make sure you, you like and follow the Key Hire Solutions LinkedIn page. That's where we post all of our information and all of our new information up there. Um, we also have a YouTube channel if you want to follow that. Um, if you jump on the website, Matt, do we have the website there? I'm throwing you a curveball here. Uh, but uh, if you want to jump on the website, we do have some free tools that you're welcome to download. Or if you want to have a conversation with us about something that's going on in your business today, uh, if you're thinking about creating a new position, um, but you don't know how to go about that, give me a call, you know, go on the website and sign up and, and, and we have uh, free slots on there uh, where we're willing to talk to you about your business and guide you in the right direction. Uh, if you're having a human capital challenge organizationally, or you think one of your leaders is maybe um, struggling a bit, you don't know why, we're happy to walk you through that because that's something uh, we deal with all the time. Uh, so, hey, thanks, Craig Kaiser. I appreciate you. Um, we'll talk to you soon. And uh, thanks, guys. Have a great day, and we will see you in two weeks. Until next time, stop grinding and start growing.